Good morning. Good morning, good morning. My name is Anne Forbes Blaine. Welcome to New Life Horizon Church. Welcome to those who are in the auditorium. We welcome you and we pray God's Richard bless, blessing upon you. And we pray for those who are listening. We welcome you as well that you may take the time out to worship with us. Welcome. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, God the Father. Welcome, Jesus Christ, his Son. I hope you had a beautiful week this week, though it's filled with all sorts of emotions. But one thing we know for sure that will never change, God is still the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. He is still God and he's still in control. Therefore, this morning we can say thank you, Father, for this morning. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you may move upon our hearts and our minds this morning. That our hearts may be made of flesh. That what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, our hearts will hear. And we will listen according to what is being said and we will hear with clarity we will hear with precision and our hearts will be moved so we may act we will not be like the man who hear the word and goes away and does not do it but we will indeed be like the Bereans to look up the scripture and to be doers of the word so this morning I just want to read a psalm to you where it reminds us that it is God who is in control and not us. It reminds us of God's faithfulness. It reminds us of his peace. It reminds us of who he is. And so it's Psalm 47 and the first verse is, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over the earth. He will subdue people under us, the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us. For excellence of Jacob, whom he has, has loved, God has gone with a shout. The Lord will be the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king throughout all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nation. He sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people gather together. The people of God, the God of Abraham, for the shield's earth belongs to God. He is greatly exalted. Lord, this morning we come to you with hearts that are broken before you, Lord. Your word says, a, a contrite heart you will not refuse. We come with contrite heart, recognizing, Lord God, 
that without you and without your spirit, we are indeed nothing. Lord, we recognize, Father God, that our hearts are desperately wicked. Lord, and you, you, you ask us to guard our hearts because out of it flows the issues of life. This morning, we want to guard our hearts, Lord, and we want to look to you as the faithful God who is faithful that we are still alive, that we still can praise your name, that you are king over all the earth, despite the mayhem and the chaos that is happening. You are still Lord, and there is no other. And so we choose to fix our eyes upon you. We choose to look to you in our different circumstances, to recognize that you lead us through your spirit, and so we humbly come before you, Lord, and we ask you to lead us in the sermon. That you lead us in all that we do, Lord God. May we not fix our eyes upon our situation and upon the chaos and upon what our flesh is telling us to do. But may we walk by the Spirit that we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lord, as we praise you this morning, May we praise you with the fingerprint that you have given us to worship. The way you taught us how to worship Holy Spirit. May we lift up your name and magnify you because you alone are worthy to be glorified and to be praised. This morning, we would like to invite Pastor Ava Green Cameron to come. We pray that the Lord will bless her as she comes, that he would continue to pour his spirit out upon her, that Lord, the Lord will speak to her as a very oracle of God, that she will hear your voice and the voice of a stranger she will not follow. But she would speak, Father God, what is on the very heart of God. And we, Father God, will be good soil. We will be good ground, Father God. And we will hear you and follow according to your will and purposes. Lord, open our eyes, open our ears, that we will hear from you. Lord, that we will accept the words, Father God, and run with it. Because, Lord God, a life that is, is stagnant is not changed. And we need transformation. So, Lord, we pray, God 
that we will be transformed. Every person listening in within the sound of her voice will be changed and transformed into your likeness. In Jesus' name we pray. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. morning. Each week, I may sound like a broken record when I say it's a privilege. It is a privilege to be used by God. It is a privilege to be called by God as a child of God. It's a privilege that some do not understand because they have never experienced it. It's a privilege that some may never know because they constantly live rejecting him but this morning I truly feel privileged this morning to stand before you as a child of God not because of my own doing but because he chose me and he invited me and I said yes it was he who came looking out looking for me and searching for me when I was lost in sin Jesus, the song says, Jesus came and he found me. And it's a privilege this morning to stand, Lord. There are so many other things people are doing this morning. But I find it a privilege to meet and have an appointment with the King of Kings. And all of us know that we cannot meet with the presidents and the prime ministers of countries. We cannot. But we can meet with the creator the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. It is such a privilege, God, to be able to come before you. It is such a privilege, God, to be used, to be used as a, my mouth to be offered to you. Peter gave you his boat, but I give you my body. I give you my mouth. I withhold nothing from you. God, I pray that you will occupy my entire being. Let every square inch, every cell, every organ, every vein, every artery, every part of my body be occupied by you, Holy Spirit. It's a privilege to stand before your people, your people that you have called, your people that you love, your people that you continue to lavish your love on. And so, Father, I thank you this morning for your presence, Lord. I know you're here. I know you're here, not only because you said it, but I know you're here because that's how faithful you are. You will show up. Even when you're not invited, you show up waiting on us to call you, waiting on us to invite you. And so, Father, God has uninvited you this morning. I am, re- I am reestablishing, Father God, that covenant that she made with you this morning, that we thank you for being here. We give you access to our hearts here, that this place and our hearts here will be hearts in which you can dwell. So come, Holy Spirit, take over. Speak through me this morning. Bypass my mind. Speak. Your children are listening and they need to hear from you. So we give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. When last have you checked your heart? When last have you checked 
your heart. I remembered when I was living in Jamaica every year, every January actually, because it started from I was working with a company that um, we had to do what we call an executive medical every year, every January. And I continued it, and I think that I would have been from 1992, and I continued it right back until I migrated, where every January I'd go to the doctor and I would have a, a, what we call a, a full assessment of my physical body. And she would then send me to have my blood works done, and it would basically also be an executive um, blood work done, which would, encap which would capture most of the things that can be tested. And so they would test situations for the functions of my heart, for my liver, for my thyroid. They would check to see where that if, if, if I am if I have my A1 my A1C. They would check um, my my, my um, cholesterol. They would check so many things. They would check a lot of things, a lot of things. My blood count. They, they, they would check so many things because she, she's trying to give me a picture of what is happening in my body, the thing that the naked eyes cannot see. And the same thing I remembered even with my vehicle. Every three months I would drive to the dealer and I would leave my car for them to do a routine maintenance and check. And we do those, and they too, they would check things. They would check the, the spark plugs. They would check the belts and the hoses. They would check the, 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 the braking system. They would check the power steering system. They would check, check the fuel system. There are so many things they would have checked. And they too were looking for the things to give me an idea of what the vehicle was like. Is, is, is there an issue or a problem that you need to address before it is fully malfunctioning? Or is there an issue that needs to be addressed now or, it can, be or it, it can wait later? But if you don't get to it, the issue can be of such that it can lead to something chronic. And we know that the, the most thing that they're checking is, the, is it has to do with the engine. The engine that is the force and the power and that gives the performance or the, that allows the vehicle to operate or function at its maximum, its highest potential, optimal potential. And so the doctor physically checks the body, looking at the heart, physical heart, and the mechanic checks the car, looking specifically at the engine. And so when I ask you this morning, when last have you checked your heart, you may have said if you just went to the, to the medical doctor, you would have said, oh, I went recently. And for some of us, it may have been, you have also been to the dentist where you check to see, are there any fillings that need to be done? Are there any cracks in the original filling? Do I need to have a cleaning done? An examination will do all of those. They will tell you what's happening. Do I, do I have um, impacted tooth coming up that need to be removed surgically? All of those things the dentist will also find. So we go to the different areas to check the different parts of our bodies or to check the different things that we are interested in. But this morning when I said to you, when last have you checked your heart? As I said before, you may think it is your physical heart, but I'm not thinking about your physical heart this morning. I'm thinking about your spiritual heart. When last have you checked your physical heart? Our physical heart tells us what's happening. And it shows up in our actions, it shows up in our thought life, and it shows up in our speech. 
So you want to know what's happening in your heart? Check your, what you, check your life. How am I living? How close to what God is saying in his word am I living? You want to check your heart to see what your spiritual heart is happening? Check your speech. How angry are you? Check to see what's happening and, 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 and you will know. You want to check to see what's in your heart? Check your thought life. How many times are you negative or positive? How many times do you breathe angerous thoughts? Check those areas and you know what's happening. Jeremiah spoke in Jeremiah 17 from verse 9 to 10 and he says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? And we recognize from Jeremiah's statement that Jeremiah was speaking to the people of Judah. The scripture says that God has sent his prophets to speak to the people of Judah. He has give, used it, given them his word and they have, what they, they have refused to listen because they have hardened their hearts. The people of Judah was more interested in forming alliances with na the other nations when they felt threatened and they were worshipping false gods. And despite of the call of God to them, the people continued to sin. And God said to, to, to Jeremiah to tell the people of Judah that their hearts are so hardened that instead of the word of God being in their hearts and on their hearts, what they had, they were engraved with sin, with an iron tool inscribed with a flint point and some, some translation with like a diamond point. So sin was so engraved Sin was inscribed. It's like a tattoo in their heart and it was sin. And God was saying that even their children, if you look at verse 2, he says, even their children were sinning. But he says, guess what? In verse 10, he says, I, the Lord, search the heart and I examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct according to what his deeds deserve. And then when we go to verse 3, we see God saying to them, the mountain in the land and your wealth and all your treasures, I'll give them away as plunder. God says, because I have the ability to search your heart, I have the ability to examine your mind I am going to reward you according to what you deserve. I'm going to reward you according to your conduct. And so for the people of Judah, God was sending them into captivity. They were going to be enslaved by the Babylonians, not in their own country, but just like the Africans, they were going to be taken to another country and to be enslaved. And God says, all that you have, I'm going to give to your enemies and the scripture says God's anger burned or kindled against them forever and in the people at the people of Judah there were two types of people there were the people who 
obeyed God and there were the people who rebelled against God. And just like Psalms 1 where we saw the, 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 the scripture telling the ones who are blessed, the scripture says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Again, like a tree planted by the water, God will allow his roots to be by the streams. And whatever situation comes, they will always prosper. They will always be green. They will always be bearing fruit. In verse 8, you will see that of chapter 17. But he says, for those who are, whose hearts are hardened against him, he says, cursed is that man who trusts in man who depend on flesh for his strength. So they were depending on others, as I said before. They were looking to the Assyrians and they were looking to the Egyptians. And they wanted, they, they were just not confident enough in God. They just felt like God was not sufficient. He was insufficient for what they wanted. God was either too slow, he was taking too long. And they wanted to see a military army. They wanted to see force in place. And God was saying to them, because you choose to trust in man and in your own strength, cursed are you. You will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where, there, where no one lives. And you see, even as God comes to test the heart, you will see men like, like Daniel. Because Daniel was also a product of this. Daniel was one of those who went off into Babylon at a very young age, as a teenager, but you saw Daniel prospering. Daniel was a young boy when he was sent off. Shadrach, Meshach, the new name that these Babylonians gave them. A friend of mine says to me, don't call them that name. Those are Babylonian names. But those are the names I know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because they had, they, they had their, their Jewish names. And those men were still able, at, in the midst of being enslaved, they were able to prosper. And so we see that God, in the midst of punishing a nation or a people, the good and the bad goes into punishment. But God promises that the one who trusts in him will prosper even while enslaved, while the one who don't trust him will suffer. Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? In Genesis we see where Adam and Eve ate of the fruit that God told them not to eat of and they disobeyed. And that brought about what we call the fall of man, where now man was separated from God, where man enjoyed fellowship and intimacy with God that was no longer available. Because God cannot be where sin is. So if there's sin in your life right now, God is saying to you, repent, because I cannot be where sin is. And although Adam and Eve were the ones who sinned, God had a plan because God says, I, man's heart is evil. And every human being born after Adam, through Adam and Eve coming down through generations until now and those who will be born are born in sin and shape 
in iniquity. They come with a deceptive heart and a wicked heart. But God says, I want to change that. And so he, his plan was he sent his son Jesus who came as a sacrificial lamb who took on your sin and my sin and he paid the punishment. He paid the, a death, a, the sin debt that you and I owed. Imagine going to the restaurant and eating or going somewhere and destroying the place because eating sounds good but you, you walk into a store and you, just, you, you mash it up. And someone just walk in and said, you know what, I will cover that damage. I know she's wrong, but I'll cover the damage. That's what Jesus did. He came in and he says, God, I know they are sinful. I know that their hearts are desperately wicked and evil. But I will give my life as a payment to satisfy that debt that they owed and could not have paid. And so Jesus died on the cross. And he died and he, and, 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 and he now comes and offers a new heart to all of us. So if you test your heart this morning and you realize that your heart is dead. Because the truth is for all of us who came out of Adam, which is all human beings, all humankind, all of mankind. We came, we were born with dead hearts. So though the physical heart was pumping, our spiritual hearts were dead. They were hardened. We could not seek God. We could not run after God. We had no desire for him. And maybe you're listening this morning and you may have been listening very, a couple of Sundays. And your heart is still hard and you're saying, I am still not ready. It's because you have a dead heart. But in Jesus paying that debt... He comes with a gift. He comes with a new heart. And the word says he comes with a new heart to replace the dead heart. And he comes with a new spirit to replace all those stone, stony hearts and hardened hearts. And he comes to give you a new heart. Imagine your vehicle. If you went to the mechanic and he said your engine is done. It's dead he says what you need is a new engine if you have a situation and the doctor says your heart you need a new heart because that heart is no longer functioning it cannot be repaired all the valves are blocked and everything is malfunctioning nothing can be done he says let us put you on the list to get a new heart and Jesus is saying to you this morning, you are on the list. If you do not know him, if you have yet to accept him, you are on the list for a new heart. But the thing about that new heart is that in the physical, we have to wait for someone to die or dying to get their heart. But Jesus said, I died already. And so all the hearts that you need are already available because I died and I have hearts upon hearts to give to those who need to have that dead heart replaced. And so Jesus is saying to you this morning, if you, when you checked your heart this morning, you realize that all you have is that dead heart because you have yet to surrender or you have yet to accept that invitation for him to come and to live inside of you and to fellowship with you. 
He says, I come bearing gifts this morning. I come bearing gifts of hearts, new hearts. New hearts, new hearts. He says, I come bearing gifts of, with, of new hearts. Because if you, if you do not have a new heart, you cannot worship him with a dead heart. A dead heart cannot function. What is dead cannot come back to life. Unless God raises it and he says, I am not raising a dead heart, I'm giving you a new heart. I'm restoring. And with the new heart come the new nature to worship him, to fellowship with him. But this morning you may say, yeah, I searched my heart and I got a new heart because I accepted Christ. And he's saying to you, but is it a malfunctioning heart? When last have you had a routine maintenance done? When last have you checked your thoughts? When last have you paid attention to your thoughts? When last have you paid attention to your actions? When last have you paid attention to your speech? When last have you stopped and looked at what's happening? When last have you prayed? When last have you surrendered your will and your desire and you say, God... I am doing this only because you are saying, because you are God and I give you all. When last have you been at that place where you have said to him, God, I give you everything and when I wake in the morning, all I can think about is to be with you. Because you have to check that new heart. And the new heart will tell you What's not going right? The new heart will show you what need to be done. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, he says, examine and test yourself to see if you are really a Christian. That's what he said. He says, examine and test yourself to see if you are really, if you really have faith in Christ. Because if you have faith in Christ, you're a Christian. So examine yourself this morning. I'm going to give you a second to examine yourself. Because routine maintenance or routine checkup on our spiritual heart is an ongoing process. It's never, okay, I got a new heart and that's it. No. We, born, we were born with physical hearts, but ever so often we have to go and check them. Are they functioning? They are beating because we are alive, but our valves closed. Our valves closing. Is blood flowing freely to and from the heart? Is cholesterol lining the arteries? It is necessary for our physical health. It is necessary for my car's engine to be checked. It is necessary for my spiritual heart to be checked. And in Psalm 139, David asked God to search him. He says, Lord, search me and know my heart. Test me, Lord, and know my anxious thoughts. Lord, see if there are any wicked ways or offensive ways in me and lead me to the way everlasting. David understood 
that I need to ask God to search my heart and to show me where there are things in me, operating in me, that makes me wanting to be tuned up. Our hearts also tell us about our relationship with God. 1 John 3.21 tells us that our hearts sometimes condemn us. But if our hearts do not condemn us, he says, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. Is your heart condemning you this morning when you checked it? Proverbs 27, 19 tells us that as water reflects a face, so a man's heart reflects the man. When you look into the water, you see your face. If you look into the mirror, you see your face. And it's the same thing your heart is telling you who you are. To prevent further damage from where you are today. Solomon tells us to guard our hearts for it's the wellspring of life. And when we guard our hearts, there are things that we put in place. We, we, we change the spark plugs when they need to be changed. We change the, the braking pads so that when we're driving and we brake, we can actually have grit. We can actually have, when we press, there is force that stops the vehicle. The pistons are operating because the pistons give you the force. And if, 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 if you have a vehicle that, that operates, that is an eight-piston vehicle, and two are down, I can guarantee you that you will never have the same power in the vehicle. So check your heart this morning. What's not functioning? Is, it, is everything operating at optimal level? Be transparent with yourself this morning and the Holy Spirit, even as you listen to me. But at the same time you're transparent, be confident that as you lay your faults before God and, and recognize that he hears you and he comes and he wants to heal you, he says no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. One of the ways we tune up our hearts, we invite the Holy Spirit to live in our hearts. A heart without the Holy Spirit's power. A heart without the Holy Spirit being the one who is leading and guiding is a malfunction engine or a malfunction heart. It lacks power. You know why you and I are unable to forgive? You know why you and I are selfish? You know why you and I entertain malice? You know why you and I entertain sin in our lives? especially after getting a new heart, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is not there. Mm -hmm. You have hardened your heart and locked him out. Mm -hmm. And so another way that you tune up your heart is to test your thoughts. Are your thoughts positive or negative? When you wake up in the morning, what thought life, what is your thought life like? 
Do you have that desire to spend time with God or do you, your first mode is to call, to call someone or to talk or to go on your phone or, and to see what's happening on Facebook or Instagram? Or you want to just listen to whatever, whatever that is not glorifying or edifying? Check your thoughts. Allow the word of God to influence your hearts. That's one of the tuning up. So where you go and you buy spark plugs or you buy the filters and the pads, you draw for your word. Go for your word. What about praying? Do you only pray when you have a situation that needs God's attention and you go only telling him what you need to tell him or have you ever stopped to hear what he's saying? Because if you haven't heard him, you haven't prayed and your heart is malfunctioning because your heart is dependent upon the word of God to keep it flowing and flourishing. The tree needs water. Our hearts need the word of God and need the Holy Spirit. And the truth is the more we pray is the more we surrender our will and our desire. Because when I, have, when I come to a crossroad and I do not know what, where to go, I can choose to say I'm going to be logical. I'm going to think because I have a mind and I have a brain and I know what I need to do and I know where I want to go. And the truth is that is done to me and I really want to know. I know what I need to do to fix it. But the truth is when you pray, you, you surrender. You said, God... I truly want to turn left. But I not, I'm not going to turn left until I hear you say turn left. And you may just say no, go right. Which are, it is the opposite of where I want to go. But because I surrender to you, I am going to trust you. One of the ways that we also tune up is that once you find that there is sin in your life, 1 John 1, 9 tells us that we're to confess. We're to repent of these sins. He says, if you confess, confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. David in Psalm 51, 10 says, God, create in me a clean and a pure heart and renew within me, God, a, a willing spirit. Because David understand that because my heart is deceitful and wicked, I will not necessarily have a, a willing spirit to do what God is calling me to do. So he says, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a pure heart. And not only do you create it, Lord, but give me a willing spirit to obey what you have called me to do. David, a man, the scripture would, that tells us that a man after God's own heart. Recognize the, the strategy to having a good heart. The strategy to have been known as a man after God's own heart is to say, God, search me. Show me. Create in me. Cleanse me. Renew me. And then, Lord... Give me a willing heart, a willing spirit that I may worship you. 
Another thing that you, you check, as I said earlier, is your speech. Does your speech glorify God? Is it fault-finding? Is it always complaining? Or is your speech glorifying God? At the end of your conversations, were, was God glorified? At the end of your conversation, could God be seated enthroned knowing that he was just worshipped? Even if you're talking about apples. Can God say, there goes my daughter? She may not be talking about the goodness of God in the apples, but her conversation can be of such that the enemy has no foothold to come in. Because that's the truth. If I am not glorifying God in my conversation, I'm glorifying something else. Remember, we have been looking. There are only two pathways. There are only two kingdoms, two systems, two ways of life. And so if it's not God, it is always something else. Do I glorify God or do I glorify that something else, which is the enemy? Satan, the one who comes to rob us. The one who keeps us. The one who tells us every day that I justify you for what you are, your actions, for what you are going through. Yes. Stand up against them. Yes. Revenge them. Yes. Buddhists say, karma. The Muslims say, we pay. We will kill them and we pay. And Jesus say, no, forgive them, Father. For they know not what they do. Forgive them, Father. Jesus says, turn the other cheek. They ask you for your cloak. Or they ask you for your shirt. Give them your jacket. Give them everything. The way that of the kingdom of God is totally opposite of the ways of the kingdom of this world that is run by the enemy, Satan. Test your actions. So remember we said they, they, when you go for a checkup, they test your spark plugs, your belt. They check your brake pads, your, your power steering. They check anything to do with your engine because that's the power, the force. When you go to the doctor, they check your heart, your liver, your all of those. She sounds you, eh? She says, breathe in. And she does that. She does the thing to the back. She said, breathe in again. But when you're checking your spiritual heart, you're checking your actions. You're checking your thoughts. And you're checking your speech. And as they check those, they'll tell you what needs to be tuned up. As you check your actions, are you living in obedience or disobedience? The truth is you will know. Because a heart that is disobedient is a hardened heart. And I have learned, and even more recently been reinforced, that I cannot harden my heart towards you or towards you and it not be hardened towards God. So every time I, I, I harden my heart against you, I have left a callous area where the Holy Spirit cannot, cannot occupy, cannot penetrate, does not have access to, because that area is locked off. 
I thought about someone having a heart attack. And not every person who has a heart attack dies, right? But that area is now dead. Scar tissue is dead. No blood flows there anymore. And if you look under, in, 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 do, do an x-ray on that, that heart, you can see the part that is dead. And the same thing with our spiritual heart. Where there is envy, where there is jealousy, where there is evil, where there is any form of sin, it hardens the heart. You know, one of the things that tells us what's happening in our heart, check your body language. You may not say anything, but your body language, is, it's hardened and it's rigid. And you stand, and I remembered, I, I remembered um, with my children, my, 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 my daughter in particular, she would say to you, Mommy, when you give her an instruction, Mommy, I do not want to do it. I do not agree, but I'm going to do it because you say so. My son, on the other hand, would say, Yes, Mommy. But you saw his body language saying, I, 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 I resent the fact that you told me to do it. And so here it was, one child saying, Mommy, no, up front, I don't agree, but I'm going to do it because you said. But the other child says, Yes, Mommy. And he was the obedient child. But his heart stood against you. And so this morning you may be that obedient child that says, Yes, Lord. But the truth is, your heart stands against him because you're saying, God, I, I am always doing it. I am the, always the one that you're calling to sacrifice. Why can't I do it my way, God? Why can't I have things to, to be done the way I want it to be done, God? The entire world, when you look around, everybody's flourishing. Everybody's doing what they want to do. Everybody has and is getting what they want to do. But I have to be the one obeying. And he's saying to you, yes, you may be the obedient child on the outside, but your heart is hardened because you're standing against me. And he's saying, I want my children to obey me from love, not duty. Another thing that we check when we're checking our heart is, what am I listening to? What am I watching? At the end of the day, is God enthroned in the midst of that? Is God glorified? Because as you watch the movies now, subtly they are pushing things on us. The words, the words are colorful. The thing that you're seeing, a, a movie with two children running down the road changed to someone having sex. Where, what's, what's the need for that? They are desensitizing us to the value system of the world. And God is saying to us this morning, check your heart. When I check, what, 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 what is it that you're watching and listening to? Is the peace of Christ ruling in your heart or in your hearts daily? Can you truly say you're experiencing the peace of God and not the peace of the world? Because I've learned recently that you can be experiencing peace and it may not necessarily be the God's peace. Because peace will come when you're doing what you want to do. Or peace will come when the, when the way things are happening is going exactly how you want it to go. And you can say, I have peace. And God is saying, no, 
It is peace because you want it to go that way. But what about the peace that comes from me? Are you, are you experiencing my peace? Is my peace ruling in your heart? Are you resting in my peace? Because if you're a salmon and I say to you, go downstream, although we know that salmons do go upstream, can you experience peace going downstream? What about loving others? That's another temperature gauge to check. How are you loving? Are you selective in your loving? And I learned to the Lord, I said to me, I showed me a couple of years ago, I would say, that when you think, when you come and you talk about those who are unloving, have you ever stopped to think that there are others who think that you too, that you are unloving? What about your worship? How have you been worshiping God? Have you been ushering in his presence daily? When last have you truly spent time with God? Not hearing a song sing as a background, but truly engaging him so that he can revitalize and refresh your heart. When last have you spent time with the one who gave you the new heart? Answer so this morning, you are either just like we recognize that there are only two systems, two kingdoms, two pathways this morning. You can find yourself in one of two ways. You can either be in at a place where you have not been given a new heart as yet because you have not accepted Christ. Or you have and you need to be doing routine maintenance. Check your heart. As the engine needs a checkup to function, and the physical heart needs a checkup, because we don't want to wait until everything is broken. And then we run. When we get to the doctor, it's too late because he says that heart is no longer good. Yeah. Go and check. Is there cholesterol in, my, in, in lining my artery that I need to start exercising, changing the way I eat, eating less animal fat, or I need to be placed on tablets? Check. It's the same way he's saying to you this morning. Check your attitude. Check your thoughts. Check your actions. Check your speech. Check. Am I loving well? Am I making myself lovable? Because it's twofold. I need to love, but I also need to fix myself in a way that it, people can love me. Is God's peace in my heart? The truth is, if we, if we check as David asked the Lord to search him, we'll recognize that there are things in our lives that need to be addressed. There's no believer that when you do your checkup or your maintenance, routine maintenance, that you will walk away without the God the mechanic saying to you, that needs to be tuned up. That needs to be fixed. That part needs to be changed. That mind needs to be renewed. That perspective needs to change. What is God saying to you this morning? We're going to take 
about two minutes to stop because the thing about it as you we don't need God we don't need ten hours for God to speak he says if you seek me with all your heart you will find me and so this morning I want us to go before the Lord we want us to seek him just as God searches the hearts of the people of Judah he searches your heart and he searches my heart and he examines our minds and he wants because he wants to reward us according to our deeds when God searches your heart what will he find God wants to take our stony hearts and make them soft and pliable he wants to take our untrusting hearts, our hearts that are unable to trust and let them become trusting. Our hearts that are closed, he wants to open. Our hearts that are filled with shame and condemnation and guilt, he wants to be free. He wants to give us this morning a new heart. A clean heart. He wants to write a clean bill of health and say to you, you're good to go. Because even if the mechanic may not have to change out the part or everything that he checked, he knows the condition and you walk away with a report of the condition of everything that he checked. And the same thing this morning. I just want us to be quiet for about two minutes and ask the Lord to examine, search our hearts. See, Lord, what lies within me. For those of us, Father, who may have not accepted the invitation as yet to come to know you, Lord, today you're calling, you're calling and you're bidding and you're saying, today is the day, harden not your hearts. He says, if you believe in your hearts that Jesus is risen from the dead, and if you confess with your mouth, sorry, that Jesus is Lord, he comes if you ask him to forgive you of all your sins, he comes. If you ask him to cleanse you of all unrighteousness, he comes. Hey. Yes, Lord, shake us again. God, where my heart has been hardened, make it soft. Where my heart has been hardened and rigid, make it pliable. Where I have been untrusting, Lord, I lack trust, God. Where I have been closed off in different areas of my life because of situations, Lord, make me open to change. David, ask you to create in him a new heart, a clean heart, a pure heart. I come this morning and I ask you, reveal in me, God. Reveal, God. Reveal, reveal. Because, Lord, wherever I've hardened, I have given the enemy access. Wherever I have hardened against you, God, I have diso I'm, dis I'm being disobedient, I have 
given the enemy access to. Lord, I am checking my thoughts. I am checking my actions. I am checking my speech. And this morning, Lord, your remedy is confession of sins. Repentance of sins. Your remedy this morning is for us to ask you to create in us a pure heart and give us a willing spirit. Jeremiah says, Lord, you search. You search. You search, Father. And you're looking. You search the heart and you examine the mind. Because you want to reward a man according to his conduct. According to what his deeds deserve. And I pray this morning, Lord, that as you search us, God, that what you will find, God, are things, God, that you would reward, like you would reward the man and plant him by the streams. That even in enslavement, even in difficult times and difficult seasons, that, God, we will flourish because you would find in us hearts that are pure, hearts that are not hardened, Hearts that are pliable. Hearts that are free to worship. Lord, whatever small issues they are. No matter how small, no matter how minute they are, Lord. Lord, fix them so that they do not develop into big problems. Check this morning, God. Check. Go through, Lord, with your checklist and check off the things in us, God. Lord, re Lord, recommend. Recommend to us this morning what we need to do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That your recommendation for some is a new heart. Your recommendation for others may be a tune-up. A change out. Lord, whatever it is, Lord, make us be aware this morning. Yes, God. Oh, God. Shake us again, Lord. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. Lord, let us be transparent before you. Let us be vulnerable before you this morning, Lord. Where there are secrets, let us reveal them to you this morning. Let us be open, Lord, recognizing, Lord God, that you do not condemn us. 
but you want us to come before you. I pray that even as you spent that two minutes with God that he would have revealed something in to you that need to be fixed or replaced. I am mindful that there are persons who are listening this morning who may never have accepted Jesus as Lord. You have heard, you, you heard, you, you have been going to church from your child and you, you are aware, you heard, you know. But this morning you're saying, I have not done it as yet. And today I want to accept the invitation of Christ. It's a very simple process. It's a process where you ask him, Lord, forgive me of all my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness and at this point you may want to name the sins the sins of lying the sins of murder the sins of gossip sexual sins deceptive sins whatever they are you, you know them just share them just say them to him as I said to you before there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus so be transparent this morning. Open up and say, God, this, these are the sins that I can remember that I have done. Wash me. Cleanse me. And the scripture says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, God comes. And so this morning, the next step for you to do after confessing is to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. Believe that he was risen from the dead. And confess with your mouth that Jesus you are my Lord. And the scripture tells us that the moment you, you accept Christ, the angels in heaven, there's a party going on in heaven. And he comes and he gives you a new heart. Can you believe that? The list that you were once on, your name have been ticked off because you were replaced with a new heart. 
And with that new heart comes that new nature. But what you now do, as you heard me saying earlier, is that you get a Bible. And you find a Bible-believing church. You can reach out to us at 469-333-0397 and we may be able to help you. If you're not in our, in our neighborhood, we may be able to help you with the finding a church in the state or the where, or city in which you're living so that you can grow. Because if you are not maintaining and having that checkup constantly, you're going to be malfunctioning. And so we encourage you, call us 469-333-0397 and we will be glad to help you to find a church. But you may already, as I said, be a, be a, be a believer and God would have shown you this morning having done the checkup, having walked through with his checkboard or his clipboard, he would have said to you, these are the things that you need to work on, my child. I pray that this week you will not be the same. I pray that you will go forward employing because God will show you what to do. If you need to forgive, he will show you how to forgive. If you need to stop being deceptive and being angry, he will show you how his word will come alive as you read it. Thank you, Father. So let us rejoice today because we have hope. While your physical heart is still beating, you have hope. Do not harden your spiritual heart against God. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you, Father. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and grant you peace. His peace. Not your peace. Not the world's peace, but his peace. Thank you, Father. Have a blessed week. Looking forward to hearing from you. Looking forward to hearing you call. Because we make ourselves available to pray with you. And to meet whatever needs we can assist in. Call us. We are listening to hear you from you this week. Have a blessed week. the king of my heart be the mountain where I run the fountain I drink from oh he's my song and let the king of my heart be the shadow where I 
Keep 